Two days ago, I interviewed Tyler Sapala about his lifestyle, which is on FIRE. What is FIRE? FIRE is an acronym. It is a nationwide movement. It might even be worldwide. It stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. There are all kinds of podcasts and books and YouTube channels and Rumble channels devoted to FIRE. The basic idea came about maybe 30, 40 years ago when a lady named Vicki Dominguez wrote a book called Your Money or Your Life. Her basic principle was, well, hey, is it going to be your money or is it going to be your life? Are you going to work like a drudge until you're 75 years old, always giving your money away to other people for rent and all these type of things, or are you actually going to have a life? It actually goes back much further than that. I think Henry David Thoreau with Walden is a good example, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But what are the basic principles of fire that Tyler lives by and that other people live by? Well, the first principle is save 70% of your income. A lot of the engineers and architects who sort of found and live in the modern fire movement found that this was actually not very hard. And I'll talk about that in just a little bit. So that's the first principle, save 70% of your income. The second is invest in index funds perhaps by Vanguard, maybe by other people. But these index funds capture the entire stock market. The entire stock market has gone up roughly 9.5% a year since at least the 1890s and probably going back even further. 9.5% per year is excellent. You just put the money in the index funds and you just walk, watch it go and take off. Their third principle is don't live in a grossly expensive city. There are some places in the United States where if you are making $100,000 a year, I've got some cousins who are teachers in California, for example, where they are making very good money. It would be good money any other place, but they can barely afford rent. It's very, very difficult in some places to make decent money. There are thousands of places to live in the United States that are something where they have a good cost of living index. So one more time, the three principles are save 70%, invest in index funds, and live in a reasonably priced city. So I admire Tyler so much, though, not just because he's saving money and prospering. There's all kinds of rich people out there, but Tyler is special and Tyler is unique. Tyler has got great character, and I want to talk more about character in a bit, but I think I want to illustrate it by maybe four things that he does. And these four things constitute roughly 75% of the expenses for the average person. The average person sees 75% of his check disappear into housing, transportation, food, and taxes. Dave Ramsey is great, and I think everybody needs Dave Ramsey. Dave often tells people you need to make sacrifices. You should not go to a restaurant when you're in debt unless you're working in one. You should eat rice and beans. You should live cheaply. Dave's ideas are great. Unfortunately for a lot of people, they view those top four expenses, housing, taxes, transportation, and food as a fixed cost. They think, hey, there's nothing I can do about those things. That means they have to do all of their sacrificing in the final 25%. 
That final 25%, well, that's the fun part of life. That's where their entertainment comes from. That's where people can buy some new clothes. That's where maybe people can take like a little trip. Uh, it's where they can get something kind of nice for themselves. It's probably where they can treat somebody else to something. So for people to always have to cut that final 25%, that's really hard. Well, Fire looked at those things and Tyler looked at those things and it's just good to maybe think about things a little differently than everybody else. With housing, for example, Tyler crammed a lot of roommates into a very small space, a small bedroom. But what's the big deal? If you've got a triple bunk bed and people are sleeping, they don't know that they're in a small space. Then they had all kinds of space in the rest of the apartment. I've been there. They had three or four very big rooms, lots of sunlight, beautiful furniture. They had one room that was empty. It was devoted strictly for prayer, and it was devoted strictly for guests whenever guests came over and wanted to sleep. As a result, they all had enormously cheap rent. Where a lot of people are paying $700 to $1,100 for a one-bedroom apartment in the Kansas City area, I think they were paying like $200 to $250 for rent. Let's move on to transportation. Tyler, for well over a year, biked to work, and he said it was just much more pleasurable. He rode eight miles to and from, so that was 16 miles a day. He got into absolutely fantastic shape. He enjoyed the sunlight. He enjoyed the birds. Even during the winters when it was cold, he still enjoyed it. It was bracing. Now, at other times, he caught rides with friends. He happened to live where friends and he could ride to work together. This helped them bond as friends. Maybe the larger point is just think kind of differently about all of these things. Everybody assumes you have to have a car. Well, they do, except for extremely expensive places, perhaps like New York City, where maybe people can't even afford a car. Tyler is talking about giving up a car for a while and investing the money instead. We did some calculations on this using the Dave Ramsey Investment Calculator, and over a lifetime, having one less car than a family would ordinarily have if you invest that, that can turn into $1.7 million. It's rather amazing, and that's just if you invest in a typical garden variety index fund, like a Vanguard index fund. Vanguard is a company. Okay, so we talked about housing. We talked about transportation. Then there's food. Tyler was just very good at not wasting a whole lot of money on food, which is intriguing because he's an athlete, and he did an Ironman. And an Ironman is 140.6 miles. You are in constant motion for something like 11 hours as you bike, swim, and run. So the man needs a lot of calories. He works out. He's very fit. But if you eat out of grocery stores, if you grow some of your own food, well, you actually have a healthier and a more natural lifestyle than if you waste money spending money on food from restaurants and convenience stores. Not that these things are bad. It's just that Tyler is about scrutiny. He uses this word scrutiny. You have to scrutinize your own expenditures. And for that, you probably need a paper budget. Now, the last category was taxes. Of course, a lot of people spend quite a bit on taxes. I am pretty middle class myself, and I look at my check, and I don't know, maybe something like a fourth to a third of it disappears in taxes. Then when I go to buy something, there's a 9% sales tax. 
Then, of course, I pay property tax on a house, and that last year, I think, was $2,400. So there's just taxes all over the place. How can we save? Well, this is difficult. This is very difficult, but the government wants us to save. So it has made some places where we can save. We can get a Roth IRA, and that gives us wonderful tax breaks. We can get a 401k, and that gives us wonderful tax breaks. A person has to really kind of look and do some research in this area in order to save. But the government wants you to save. It wants you to be self-sufficient and to be able to take care of yourself. So these are some of the basic concepts of FIRE, and that's also how Tyler lives by these things. But I want to bring us to a larger point. Tyler really helped me to realize that FIRE is not just about money, and it's not just about prosperity, and it's not just about living a life of total misery and deprivation. FIRE is about character. A lot of the things that Tyler does has made him into a man of very strong character. And I will give just a few analogies to perhaps his situation, but maybe other people's situation. If you bought a house when you were very young, like maybe 19 or 23, and, and I know two guys who have done this, well, then you can get renters in there. And you can give the renters cheaper rent than they could get in an apartment. And then with this cheaper rent, they also have more space because they're in a house. Instead of being in a one-bedroom apartment, they have a lot of space. And then maybe you could let them paint the walls any color they like. If you feel like it, you could let them have a pet and they could have a yard. So everything is better for your renters. It's cheaper. It's more spacious. They have more freedom to decorate and to have pets. So you are actually doing a colossal favor for all of these renters. But simultaneously, if you had two, three, four renters, maybe you never have to pay anything for the house. Maybe they cover the mortgage, they cover the insurance, they cover the taxes, they cover the repairs. Maybe you pocket a little bit of money, maybe you don't pocket any money, maybe you just break even. But think about the character you would be developing. You would develop leadership skills. You would develop figuring out who's a good renter, who is somebody I should not rent to, God bless you, best of luck to you elsewhere. You would figure these things out. This would be a leadership study for you. Moving on to transportation. It is so great when people are willing to not go for the best and the brightest with a car. All cars eventually go to about zero in value anyway. They are kind of a luxury. A lot of cars can be very, very much a luxury. Of course, for some people, a car is a necessity, uh, maybe for most people. But the fact that Tyler was willing to bike to work, to just think of something differently, well, it was pleasurable for him. Of course, people get hooked on the exercise, and then that gives them all sorts of positive endorphins and chemicals, and then they just feel great about things, and they are a shining example to other people. So that was another way for Tyler to develop excellent character. Food. Of course, if we make sacrifices with food, if we choose healthy food versus junk food, that's also a good way to develop our character. Um, secular people understand this in the fitness industry, but religious people have always talked about the need for fasting, charity, and also prayer. These are kind of the big three. So let's move on to taxes. Of course, if a person saves and invests and uses these 
tax-free vehicles or partially free, for example, the 401k and the Roth IRA, if you have more money, you can give away more money. You can't give what you don't have. That applies not just to money. That applies to your character. That applies to your life. If you are strong in some area, you can give this away to other people. All of this has made me reflect and think about Henry David Thoreau. When I was in college, I read Walden twice. I'm rereading it right now. It's really powerful. Thoreau talks about how he always tried to cultivate good business habits. And indeed, in the book, you really see that the man was a hard worker. And yet, he was an original thinker. Thoreau would work really hard for six weeks. He would save all of his money. Then he built a cabin in the woods. So for these six weeks, he could save up and then that would sustain him for a year. He could live for 52 weeks on the basis of six weeks worth of work. Everything was covered for him. He could pay his taxes. He could have housing. He could have food. He had lots of entertainment. A huge chunk of all of this was he was able to figure out what do I really want to do. And he wrote all kinds of books exploring nature. He's something of a naturalist. Uh, he got involved in some civic affairs. He wrote an essay that people still read today and very much appreciate called Civil Disobedience. Um, people can have their criticisms of Thoreau, but Thoreau was a doer. He was more of a doer than practically anything. He said in his book that the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. And that sort of reminds me of what Vicki Dominguez was saying in her book, Your Money or Your Life, which is, hey, what's it going to be? Are you going to have a life? Or are you just constantly going to live paycheck to paycheck, handing your paycheck over to other people, other people take your paycheck, and then it's gone? Thoreau figured out, I really want to live. At the beginning of the book, he says, I went into the woods so that I could live. At the end of his life, he didn't want to look back and realize that he had never lived. So all of these things sort of come together for me. Uh, they come together in the sense of, hey, it's good to save money and it's good to prosper, but think about the character that you can develop. And when you develop this strong character, you have more to give. You can be more generous than with other people. I have two final thoughts to leave you with. The first one is, I kind of want to admit some of my mistakes. I would really hate for this podcast to go out there and for people to think, wow, Tim has just led this perfect life. I have not. So I have made many mistakes in my life. And so just here are a few financial ones. You know, when I was a kid, I was actually really good with money. When I was five years old, I got a job shoveling snow for my 95-year-old neighbor, Mr. Blair. Mr. Blair was a great man. By the time I was eight, I was mowing all kinds of lawns. By the time I was 12, I had a paper route. By the time I was 14, I was detasseling corn and doing other field work. And I've always kind of worked hard my whole life. So the mistake is, in my 20s, I was just a money idiot. I was in college and I took out a bunch of credit cards and I have no idea where the money went. I think it was all consumption debt. I think it was just all pizza and travel and just wasted money, and I didn't do a budget, so I wasn't keeping track of things, and I suppose I worried about it as I saw my savings that I'd built up in high school go to zero, and then after that I went into debt. 
And then the next thing that I did was I went to college and worked hard, got a triple major, went to graduate school, worked hard, got an MA degree by the time I was 24, made good grades, read a lot of books, worked very hard, started teaching college at the age of 22, taught college for 20 years. The only problem was I was teaching in a field that just does not pay. Why doesn't it pay? Supply and demand. There was just way too many people and far too jobs. And so as a result, it's not like becoming a chemist where everybody needs a chemist. I was doing something where there were lots of people who could do what I was doing. So sure, I worked hard, but supply and demand was just not working in my favor. So I was not making much money. I was racking up all of this credit card debt. I was working very hard. So I suppose I could tell myself, hey, I'm, I'm virtuous. I'm working very hard. Look at me. None of this is anything I can do anything about. The great thing about Tyler's talk was Tyler basically said, we all have agency. We have these situations that we live in. We thank God every day we don't live in Soviet Russia or a dictatorship of some type where people simply do not have options. We have options. We can do things about our situation. Now, some people's situation is truly awful and truly difficult. I guess that's where we should probably read the book, Man's Search for Meaning, which discusses life in the Nazi concentration camps. And the author of the book found out that even in the worst of all possible situations, you still have the ability to respond to situations. Maybe somebody else is knocking you down. But then the question is, do I get back up? Can I do anything about my situation? You can always do just a little bit of something to retain your dignity, to retain your character. We all have some choice. We have some agency, even in the worst of all possible worlds. And thank God, if we live in this country, we probably don't live in the worst of all possible worlds. So I just wanted to admit some of my mistakes, and now I want to leave you, leave you with a final thought. The final thought is, hey, there are five books that I'd like to recommend. One is Your Money or Your Life. Another one, of course, is Walden. And then here are three more. The Simple Path to Wealth. There's a great book called Choose F.I., FI stands for financial independence. It's for the people who don't want to retire early. And then finally, maybe the best money book, The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. These are just a few thoughts. Thank you for listening. See you soon.